Hey there, and welcome back to Ginger Biz, the podcast. I'm Katie, your host, and I am so thankful once again to have you here with me today. Today, we're going to be talking about navigating yes culture, prioritizing service excellence while honoring boundaries. I'm a ginger who snaps photos, but my real jam is business. Originally from the Pacific Northwest, now kicking it on the East Coast. I'm a successful entrepreneur who wants to share my passion with the world. We will walk through my journey as an entrepreneur while balancing motherhood, a full-time executive role, and living life to its fullest. This podcast will be an educational resource on entrepreneurship, a raw, uncut look at motherhood, and a place for you to find encouragement. Whether you're exploring entrepreneurship, been at it a couple years, are a mother, a full-time employee, or just want a good laugh while learning, put your headphones on because we're diving in. I'm Katie, and I'm so excited to have you here. In the contemporary professional landscape, the yes culture has become a defining ethos, particularly within customer-centric industries. As you guys know, in my day job, this is a huge, huge thing for me. We are constantly trying to serve our members far beyond merely agreeing to the customer's request, but this is more about the culture that embodies a commitment to comprehending the unique needs and aspirations of each individual and innovatively surpassing their expectations. However, within this environment of unwavering positivity and customer focus, striking a synergy between service excellence and personal boundaries can present its own set of challenges. Believe me. Like I said, in my day job, I am all about serving our membership and serving our team members. That is my role. That is my goal. And also within my business, same story, sister. I want to serve my clients to the best of my abilities, going beyond their expectations, beyond just giving them the service that they asked for or booked or paid for, right? I want to give them an experience beyond that by understanding their needs and their aspirations and proactively working towards getting them there and supporting them the best that I can. So let's start by diving into understanding the yes culture. Basically, what do I mean when I say yes culture? The yes culture is anchored in a profound dedication to customer satisfaction and experience enhancement. It transcends the mere fulfillment of those requests, instead advocating for a holistic approach that involves empathetic understanding and proactive problem solving. This culture emphasizes going above and beyond to tailor solutions that resonate with the individual's preferences and circumstances of each and every single customer. Every single one. So, Embracing service excellence. Let's dive into this one. Embracing the yes culture in the professional world involves a multifaceted commitment to service excellence. And if you're a small business owner, if you work in a private organization, if you work at a country club, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean because it's so, so important to really house this yes culture and give our customer or client what they need what they want, and what they don't even know they need. So a customer-centric approach, this prioritizes understanding the needs, preferences, and expectations of the customer. Adopt a proactive mindset that anticipates their requirements, seeks opportunities to enhance their experience with you. 
So if you work in a restaurant and they come in and they're going to order a salad and you give them a salad, sweet. You did what you need to do. However, if you give them a salad and you set them up for success and you give them an experience and you talk with them and you build a connection with them or you bring out extra sauce because, you know, they mentioned while they're ordering, you know, I like my salad really moist. Like you see those needs and you anticipate those needs and you serve those needs. You are going above and beyond. Number two is creative problem solving. Embrace creativity and flexibility in finding solutions that exceed customers' expectations. Be willing to think outside of the box and adapt strategies to suit the unique circumstances of each interaction. Again, forecasting that they might want extra sauce with their salad or extra dressing, if you will, Um, or If you know that someone's struggling because they booked a brand photo shoot with you, but they've never had a brand session done before, anticipating those needs before they happen and outlining props and giving them tips on what to bring and what to do to prepare is going to be huge. So it's really that creative problem solving, getting in front of the problem before it's actually a problem. And then continuous improvement. Foster a culture of continuous improvement where feedback from customers is valued and utilized to refine products, services, and processes. Strive for excellence in every aspect of customer interaction from initial engagement to post-purchase support. So again, stay with them through the whole process. Really, really Focus on what you hear your customers saying and make it easier for the next person. Help take that feedback. Help grow that improvement. Again, whether you're in an organization or you're running a business, it's so important to utilize this piece of the yes culture in service excellence. Now, let's pivot a little bit. Let's dive into honoring those personal boundaries. And this is something that I'm continually working on because it ain't easy. But while the yes culture emphasizes service excellence, it's essential to prioritize personal boundaries and well-being. So capacity assessment. Regularly assess your workload and capacity to ensure that you can effectively deliver on commitments without overextending yourself. Be realistic about what you can feasibly accomplish within a given time frame. Set limits. Establish clear boundaries regarding the type of the type and volume of requests that you can accommodate. Communicate these boundaries assertively but diplomatically, ensuring that the stakeholders or the customers or the people who are impacted understand your limitations. This might also be who you report to at an organization. And delegate responsibilities. Recognize when tasks or requests fall outside of your expertise or bandwidth and delegate them to the appropriate colleagues or team members. Trust in the capability of your peers and collaborate effectively to deliver comprehensive solutions. So with this one, as a small business owner, you might be like, who the heck can I delegate to? Outsource, girlfriend. Outsource. Okay. If you can't continue to take on the amount of clients that you're doing while serving your marketing platforms and like really focusing on your marketing strategies and whatnot, hire a marketing like agent hire someone to help you with that. If you can't maintain your social media platforms while also serving your clients, hire a social media manager. If you can't keep your house clean while you are doing these things, hire a house cleaner. 
I'm huge into these things. We have tried meal services. I'm not good at those. That's a whole nother episode. But we also hired someone to help upkeep our house and do the cleaning. And boy, is it a game changer. My house is still clean. It's kind of messy right now, but it's still clean. It's good. The hygiene is there, but it's not taking time off of my plate. And I can spend that with my family or I can spend that growing my business or growing my team or whatever, whatever, whatever. So even if you are a quote unquote solopreneur, you can build this out. You can delegate. And if you're listening to this and you're maybe entry level or you don't have people reporting to you at work right now, that's okay. Collaborate with team members. Reach out to your colleagues and ask for support, ask for guidance, ask for help because they might be able to do something that you can do, but do it faster and or better. Okay? So don't be afraid and get those excuses out of your head because there's so much opportunity here. So now I want to pivot into talking about the balance, the synergy between the two, between the yes culture and the personal boundaries. And this episode is near and dear to my heart because it's something that I'm continually working on and improving. But at the time that I actually wrote this episode, I was practicing what I preach. And I still am to this day. But in those moments, these things came up because these were the challenges I faced. So Navigating the yes culture while honoring those personal boundaries requires a delicate balance, really, between service excellence and self-care. So let's talk about that. Number one is self-advocacy. Advocate for yourself and your needs within context of customer interactions and organizational expectations. Be assertive in communicating your boundaries and limitations. Be assertive. Show up for yourself. While... Also ensuring that you are being respectful in the delivery of it and are being accommodating and adaptable where needed. But really advocate for yourself for those boundaries and those limitations that you have. Work-life integration, work-life balance, trigger words, right? Strive for the harmonious um, integration of work and personal life. This can be super challenging, but prioritizing activities and practices that promote that holistic well-being, establishing boundaries around work hours and downtime, allowing yourself to, to have that adequate time for rest and rejuvenation. So if you tell yourself, you know what, I'm going to clock out at 4 p.m. because I work 8 to 4 or 7 to 4 or whatever it is, you got to be true to that. You have to clock out. You have to move on because if you don't, the lines get really blurred and life gets really hard. And then additionally, seeking support, cultivate a supportive network of colleagues, mentors, and friends who understand the challenges of navigating that yes culture. Lean on these connections for guidance, encouragement, and perspective during times of difficulty or uncertainty. Again, I work at a private organization that it has really, really, really high standards, something that you wouldn't see when you walk into a bank or when you walk into a clothing store or a restaurant, like just a public anybody restaurant. The organization I work for is privately owned by its membership. So it's such a big deal that we have to serve our members, but in a very unique way, uh, as in like we're always doing what's best by them. Whereas like you go to a collision share, like collision shop that has to fix your car. Like they might not be like, hello, hi, Miss Murray. How can I help you today? They're going to be like, next. That's not what we offer at the organization I work for. Also in my own business, that's not 
how I am. There are a number of photographers who just take on, take on, take on, take on, which is awesome. That's so awesome for them. That's not how I run my business. I can't do that. Same with my social media management, same with my virtual assisting, any one of those things. I can't just take on more and more and more, and I don't just churn this machine. I'm very intentional with it. So with that being said, you want to seek support from other like-minded people, whether you work at a private country club, whether you work at a pristine hotel, whether you work as a photographer or a social media manager or a virtual assistant or an SEO expert, you want to align yourselves with people who understand those aspects. And so one of those is as small business owners, other people who work for organizations don't necessarily understand the hustle and the the passion and the drive behind entrepreneurship. So align yourself with friends or family or colleagues who get that because that's going to be a huge one for being able to maintain both roles as a yes culture, as a service oriented business while honoring your own personal boundaries. So an example of this in my own personal life is really navigating that yes culture while maintaining your boundaries is not only possible, but it's also crucial for your well-being and professional success. So a recent experience that I had where I believe I successfully managed to uphold my boundaries while still accommodating the demands of yes culture, my workload at work felt like it was overflowing, leaving me with no room to take on another project with a quick turnaround. Instead of succumbing to the pressure to agree to everything, which I have done in the past, I decided to approach the situation with honesty and assertiveness. I knew I needed to prioritize my existing projects while respectfully declining the additional work project. And when I realized this, I knew number one, I hit on advocating for myself and I realized that that was a good step for me, especially because I tend to say yes to everything. So I decided to have a candid conversation with my manager. And rather than outright saying like, I can't take this on, I framed my response in a way that demonstrated my commitment to finding solutions. I started by acknowledging the urgency of the situation and then asked for guidance on how to prioritize that along with the other things that were already on my plate that already took a higher seat in urgency and priority. With that, I said something along the lines of like, given the current workload, I want to ensure that we meet our deadlines effectively, but can you advise me on how you want me to navigate these three projects that all have deadlines at the same time and I don't have the capacity to do so? So can you help me understand where these three projects fall? And if you want me to reallocate the deadlines for the original two, how should I shift to focus on the third? I was just honest. Like, what do you want me to do? How can I do this? To my relief, my manager appreciated my proactive approach and engaged in a constructive dialogue. Together, we discussed the importance of each project and the resources available to complete them. And ultimately, my manager actually decided to relieve me of the additional project. Thank you so much, boss, because he recognized the limitations of my capacity and just that I, I, I couldn't take on one more thing at that time. The outcome was mutually beneficial. My manager appreciated my willingness to be collaborative and problem solve while I avoided overburdening myself with unrealistic expectations. So by setting these clear boundaries and communicating assertively, I not only preserved my well-being, but also earned recognition for my professionalism and the commitment to delivering you know, quality work, even when it's hard. So this experience really taught me the importance of navigating the yes culture with like 
integrity and self-awareness because I wanted to be honest, you know, with my boss and with myself. It's not just about simply saying yes to everything or stubbornly refusing to compromise. Instead, it's about finding that balance that honors both your own boundaries and the expectations of others. And as my experience demonstrates, when you approach it thoughtfully and tactfully, navigating yes culture can lead to positive outcomes for everyone involved. So that was my experience in more of the professional realm and working for someone else. I have a second example that I want to share. So here's another insightful example of how maintaining personal boundaries while navigating yes culture can lead to better outcomes. So let's dive into this one. As a photographer running my own business, I often find myself juggling multiple client requests and scheduling challenges, especially during the busy season like fall. October. Any photographers listening, you know what I'm talking about. It's wild. So when clients reach out to book a photo session, I face the task of accommodating their preferences while also managing my own schedule effectively. And it's challenging. Instead of rigidly giving them specific times, I've learned to approach scheduling with flexibility and empathy. For example, rather than saying, I can only do Saturday at two. So does that work or not for you? I communicate with the client in a way that prioritizes their session while also considering logistical factors like location, travel time, and lighting conditions. This approach allows me to find mutually beneficial solutions for both parties, myself and my client, while still serving them with excellence. So I've implemented certain boundaries, such as offering mini sessions only if they can be piggybacked onto a full session at the same location. Now, my mini sessions are different because they're not like I actually do mini sessions. A lot of photographers do mini sessions. Kudos to you guys. Awesome possum. And you line them up, you shoot them down, and you're done. And it's like a little mini setup, and it's oh so cute. Mine is literally just a photo session that's shorter with a less higher price tag. That is convenient for me. So a little bit different there. Um, But with that, I will offer that mini session that can be piggybacked on a full session at the same location. So while this might seem restrictive, I frame it in a way that highlights the value it brings to the client, such as convenience and cost effectiveness. Like I said, it's a shorter session, less investment. By aligning these boundaries with the needs and expectations of my client, I can maintain professionalism while still honoring my own limitations. This Experience really highlights the importance of navigating yes culture with empathy and clear communication by prioritizing the needs of both myself and my clients. And I can ensure a positive and mutually beneficial experience for everyone involved. So this would look like rather than saying, I can only do two o'clock. Instead, I say something to the fact of like, hey, Susan, I can't wait to photograph your family again this year in order to assure that we're skipping the kids' nap times, we're not accidentally hitting those, and we have good lighting, great location. I can do two o'clock on Saturday at X, Y, and Z because that accommodates all of it. So let me know if you're ready to book and we can go from there. Instead of saying, I can only do two o'clock because I want to honor myself. So let's now pivot into talking about the narrative and the delivery. So then you have to work on the delivery of the narrative. And like I mentioned, you can say like, I only have one opening. It's Saturday at 2 p.m. And that's because I'm working on my work-life balance and I want to spend more time with my kid. So take it or leave it. But you can also change the narrative to what I mentioned, like how does Saturday at 2 p.m. work for you? This will give us ample time for the session. It works around nap time for the kids, the location's easy access, and it'll be perfect for lighting. 
Let me know if you want to book it. This positive narrative not only suggests specific time, but it also emphasizes the benefits and the convenience for the client by highlighting factors such as the ample time for the session, considering the client's family needs, such as nap times, favorable lighting conditions, and the photographer really demonstrates a commitment to exceeding the client expectations. So that's my approach. I think it really fosters a collaborative and positive atmosphere, enhancing overall client experience. And similar to that, the example that I used with my manager, it's important not to come to them and say, hey, my plate's too full. I can't do this. You got to figure it out. Instead, I'm saying, hey, how do you want me to reprioritize my current schedule, my current workload so that I can best serve you? And that allows them to be educated in the moment of knowing like, whoa, Katie actually has a lot on her plate. So let's take this back and see if we can redelegate, if we can reassess the project or or, or whatever the case is in order to set her up for, for success with that. So it's so important that we really control that narrative and focus it on a positive narrative rather than negative because there's two ways, there's three ways, there's four ways to get to the same destination, but it's important to find the best one for you and for the client. I've also experienced this in coaching with like different people that I mentor um, for mentees. And one of them, she does personal training. And she asked me like, how can I honor my boundaries while also giving the client what they need? And I had the same approach. You can say, Hey, I can only do Mondays because like my schedule's busy. Or you can say, Hey, I've prioritized Mondays and Wednesdays for you because I want to make sure that you get the best of my attention when I can allocate enough time to really serve you and dive in deep. And just the two differences between the two deliveries will make a huge impact on the pe- person who is receiving it and help a little bit, hopefully, with their reaction to the news. So just be really mindful of that. And really, you want to just embrace that authenticity. Mastering the art of navigating the yes culture in the professional world demands a delicate balance and synergy between service excellence excellence and personal boundaries. It's about more than just saying yes to every single request, but it's more about finding out innovative ways to meet clients' needs while also respecting our own limitations. By embracing creativity and empathy, we can approach each interaction with a genuine desire to exceed expectations when faced with challenges such as scheduling constraints, or if it like it's also essential to communicate with warmth and understanding rather than rigidly stating our availability or our needs we can offer those options and showcase the benefits from the client's perspective in this way we're not only accommodating the client's needs but also setting boundaries in a way that feels collaborative and respectful by staying true to ourselves while prioritizing service excellence we can foster positive relationships and build a fulfilling career that aligns with our values and aspirations. After all, authenticity is at the heart of yes culture, and it's not just about going above and beyond, but it's also about going above and beyond while being true to who you are. Guys, I'm Katie, your host of Ginger Biz, and until next time, keep on diving in.